This is Adventures in Sound at the Premises Studios. Hello and welcome to Adventures in Sound with me, Anne Frankenstein. We're back this week with another bonus artist episode. In these episodes, we put the focus on an artist that we love and get them into the Folded Wing Studios while they're working elsewhere at the premises. If you haven't heard the latest episode of Adventures in Sound, then listen back on your podcast app after this week's show. Our previous episode was all about the bands, managers and engineers that use the premises studios to rehearse and prepare for their live shows. We spoke to Flux Pavilion, who was here rehearsing for his first ever London headline date, live sound engineer Ben Ellis and Jesse Ware's tour manager Paul Bond. But on this week's episode, we got Jordan Rockeye to pop into the Folded Wing studio while he was here recording a live session for The Selector. You can hear that at selector-radio.com. Jordan put out his second album, Wallflower, on Ninja Tune earlier this year, and uh, that came after moving to London from Australia, where he grew up. Here he is to talk us through his musical adventure so far. Adventures in Sound. So my name is Jordan Rakai. I am a singer and producer originally from New Zealand that grew up in Australia, now living in London. It's the birth of a star Early other sunset It's the galaxy's water Flowing like a riverbed So the early musical memories I have from New Zealand was listening to uh, all the music my dad would play in the lounge room before going to rugby training or something. <laughs> but it was stuff like Bob Marley, Frank Zappa, Pink Floyd, a lot of Motown stuff. Um, then growing up in, in Australia, my mum played a lot of uh, pop music from the 80s, which would have been like Dinah Ross. Uh, and so that's why a lot of my sound is rooted in soul music, and that's the foundation of my sound now. So when I was in Australia, that's when I started learning how to become a musician. Um, so I started making music from the age of 11. Purely at that stage, I think I was listening to like Usher, um, N.E.R.D. and lots of Pharrell Williams and Timberland, who was this producer that produced for like Missy Elliott and like Justin Timberlake. Hello, people sing around. I was either playing piano, um, playing guitar, making beats on the computer or this beat machine called the MPC. I was writing music you know, on my beats. So at that stage, I was a beat maker that would just use my voice as an instrument. That's been a massive journey as well, learning to develop my songwriting skills. And now I'm, you know, writing, I feel like proper songs, you know, that got the right structure and all that stuff. My first EP, Franklin's Room, came out September 2013. I think I can remember it, 27th of September. Um, and they were the first six songs I had ever written with, you know, instruments and stuff like that. Uh, beforehand, it used to be beats. When I try so hard, but it feels the same. So yeah, first six songs I've ever written, I've released that for free and people could pay what they wanted if they wanted. So that did really well. Some big page in Los Angeles shared it and then that that is what exploded this whole people sharing it, people liking it, recommending it. I still play some of those tunes in the live show now, which is really cool because I always say, 
this is the first song I ever wrote and people are like what and then it's it's a, it's a song it's a song that they all know so um yeah it's been a, that, that felt like that was like 10 years ago but it's only four years ago it's quite crazy So I decided to move to the UK in November 2014. I literally just was walking, I think I was walking down to get a coffee in um, Brisbane, Australia. I was living in Brisbane at that stage. And life was just, firstly, it's really hot um, and I'm not really a big fan of the heat. So I was like, oh, I've got to get out of here. What's a cold place? Secondly, it was just, it was a very easy life. I was living with my mum. I was making music in my room, playing basketball, you know, watching sport on the weekend, going to the bar on Sunday. Like it was a very, it feels like it's a very small town. I couldn't really go out and do much. So I threw myself in the deep end, moved to London, knew nobody. Um, you know, now I've got a band. I've got all my, all my great friends in sort of different pockets and um, and now I'm touring and I'm playing like, you know, all over UK, all over Europe. So it's the best decision I've ever made in any, you know, career-wise or personal-wise. It's just been such a, it's such a lovely place to live. So I'm glad I'm here. I think I'm here for life. Imagine, imagine, uh, imagine, imagine, yeah. Imagine, imagine, uh. What's the point in what you try to prove Too much confrontation Always against the groove yeah, so moving to London had a massive effect on my music because I spent the first few months meeting every single person I could. You know, I was fans with loads of people already that were based here, so I tried to catch up with all of them. I reached out via Twitter, or they reached out to me because I, I sort of announced, hey, I'm here, London. Does anyone want to work with me? Working with loads and loads of people, you know, I could, I could take sort of tricks sitting behind the guy at the computer watching how he does it and sort of analysing techniques that he uses, and then I took that and used it on my my older work and then I developed relationships with people. A big one I developed was with a guy called Alpha Mist who's a keyboard player from East London. His sound has just been a massive influence for me the last year. I don't know, sort of London dark, emotional quality. I feel like London gives that nice, that darkness to music. You know, you see a lot of commuters walking along on the train and they're sort of, they're on a mission to get to work and everyone's on a hustle here. And uh, London's just, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. It's the most amazing place for me musically. I've been influenced in so many different ways. Disclosure reached out. And they were like, hey, dude, we love your stuff. We'd love to have a session. When are you in London next? And I'm like, dude, I just moved here. This is crazy. Got in the studio with them, wrote a song with them, and that was on their last album. Lately, you hold your tongue and don't make a scene. But I see through the facade. I think when you collaborate with people, um, it, they just bring out a side of you that you literally can't create because there is someone else giving you themselves in that same session so I think when I write with other people it brings that side of me that I never would have tapped into so um, I might write a chorus and then they say why don't you you know why don't you go here for a different chord change and then from there I might go somewhere else but it's amazing man I think it's the way forward for me I've been writing from by myself since I was 11 years old so I'm ready to <laughs> ready to open my circle I feel like everyone out here is great at what they do because to get noticed you got to cut through so many artists trying to make it so the ones I've found are all amazing.
Tom Mish is a good friend of mine. He's now blowing up in his own his own career. He's, you know, he's massive now. You should come south of the river where the loving is gold. So Cloak, uh, I wrote that whole album in, in London. I really wanted it to be focused around my discovery of meditation, discovering how uh, how I can react in a social situation. I guess what meditation does is just brings brings you to the present moment so that when you're having a conversation, you can be there in that conversation rather than drifting off in a headspace. So um, the whole album is about introspection and me sort of analyzing my mind. It was dawn and I waited on the filter Sold to typify Says she called me mister under misty skies Hit to get there quicker Rebel through the night Cause I truly missed her Happier than ever before Yeah, so Ninja Tune, uh, they reached out after I released album one, Cloak. Was already a massive fanboy of uh, Ninja Tune. They sent an email saying, hey mate, we'd love to hear some music. And at that stage, you know, after releasing an album, you'd think you'd be on a break, but I had already like eight songs ready. I was ready to like show them my next album. I was like, here it is. Um, they were really impressed straight away. We like, you know, we signed the deal like pretty much straight away. So it's been really amazing mutual relationships. So we both seem to love working with each other. And I love, you know, all the artists that they have on their label. It's just, yeah, it's quite surreal, but um, it's amazing, man. Yeah, so Wallflower, my second album, um, to me, it's it's the second chapter, uh, the the story of the first album being about introspection. So I've delved in an album one, you know, analyzing what is in there, and then number two is sort of like I'm telling people what exists beneath the surface. There's, there's corners of the mind that uh, you know drift off into dark places, you know, loneliness, anxiety, depression. Um, so it was just me talking about how those moments in my life exist and how social, particularly social anxiety has an effect. I feel like lots of people have it, they just don't, maybe don't realise they do. Darkness growing over me silently It's creeping closer Depths try to take hold of me violently They seem to hold her So my main goal I wanted to achieve my whole life was to live off music. And I'm doing that now, which is a dream come true. And it's, I thought about this last year. What do I want to do now? Do I want to influence young culture to sort of be more um, aware of, be more conscious of things that are happening politically? Or do I want to like, you know, speak about myself more so it allows other people to like, you know, feel that vulnerabilities to allow them to speak out more. Um, I, I still haven't found my next goal because I think I've truly achieved my dream. So it's hard to like manifest a fake dream um, to keep creating this like um, pedestal that I need to reach. So I'm really content right now. I'm so happy uh, writing music, but I think it's just reaching a bigger audience so that I can have the same effect on a, on a wider, sorry, on a large amount of people. So. You are the source of this. You 
For now, though, I'm going to be touring Europe and then touring Australia. My biggest shows ever in Australia, so that's it's cool to like go back to where I grew up, and there's still like this massive existing fan base, which is quite cool. Um, after three years leaving them, so, and then when I come back, man, I'm going to start writing my next album. I think that's the way for me as an artist. I want to be like artists like Joni Mitchell and Prince, where they have you know 20 albums um, lauded as these amazing artists with an outstanding like work ethic. You know they have 20 albums in 30 years. I mean that's ridiculous. Where some people have like two albums over the space of 15 years, two amazing albums, but. Um, I'd rather just keep pumping out content and people can like what they don't like. It's not up to me to control that. So um, as long as I'm comfortable with the process, yeah, that's the dream, man. Just keep writing albums, keep touring it, <laughs> have babies one day and then, <laughs> and then tour again. So um, yeah, I think I'm living the dream right now. is Adventures in Sound at the Premises Studios. Well, there you go, Jordan Rockeye on Adventures in Sound. What a great story so far, and you really must check out his album Wallflower, which is out now. That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe on your podcast app to get the next episode. This has been Adventures in Sound. I'm Anne Frankenstein. This was a Folded Wing production. To hear more, head to foldedwing.co.uk.